For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Ladies and gentlemen, I am your host, Blake Rafino. This is Are You Serious Sports. I hope all of you are making it a good one. We know that we are as well. Coaching search day two, maybe a little bit more days than that if you consider that you still technically have an offensive coordinator that you have to hire, even though it, the two guys, or maybe even one guy, who knows, uh, may be in the building, but defensive staff. Day two, we talk about what we're hearing uh, today. Did drop something this morning on the forum. Um, have some things changed to that? Maybe a little. We'll touch on that. But if you're not subscribed to the forum, you need to be. AYSSnetwork.com slash forum. LSU just gets a massive commit in Jair Brown. The Ohio State corner, New Orleans native. We'll touch on that. Major Burns says that he is coming back for his senior year, wants to get his degree. Um, I have seen a lot of negativity circling that, but I'll spin it in a way that I think it should be re relatively looked at. Maybe you hate me for it, maybe you don't, but it is what it is. We're just going to tell you the truth uh, as we always do. As we always do. Or we'll go around your SEC. Uh, here tonight, so coaching search. What I think has to happen, like, so last night we talked about all the news and what we're hearing. I'm going to tell you a, a big opinion about what I, what I want. Not necessarily what is happening, but something that I want. And not <clears throat> just specifically what I want, but what LSU needs. Okay, like, 
there's a lot of names that you're going to hear. There's a lot of names that are going to be thrown out. But there's one thing that LSU is going to have to accomplish on this defensive coaching search. Um, not just at D.C., but at corner and at safety. And quite honestly, defensive line. So we'll touch on all of that uh, as well. And technically, if BK does want, and I think that he does, you have a tight end position coaching open, uh, vacancy um, that we did not talk about yesterday at all. Um, so we will we will do that uh, as well here tonight. We'll go around your SEC, as I mentioned. Quinshawn Juckins enters the portal, and I've already got the first question of the night that's in here about Quinshawn Juckins from Curtis Lambert says, Juckins, question mark, and for those on the podcast, he gives us, and because you can't see it, but a side-eye emoji. Here's what I'll tell you. Um, let's get this Quinshot Juckins thing out of the way. Do I think that LSU would love to have a running back of his caliber? You always would. Do I think they go in his direction? No, I do not. Because I think Josh Williams returns, just based off of his words, saying that he's leaning on returning. Let's see what Noah Kane does. I think he's got a six-year of eligibility because of the COVID year. Um, you have um, Caden Durham that is coming in as well from Duncanville. You have Caleb Jackson and Trey Holly. That's five backs uh, right there. I'm just going to end. What or I'm going to tell you how I see it. Now, again, if it's your first time ever watching this show, here's a newsflash. When I tell you it's opinion – it's opinion. This is an opinion. I don't think it's worth spending the money for a one-year rental when you have the backs that you have right now and the backs that you have coming in. Guys, you just got a five-star commit in Harlem Barry yesterday. I don't know if it's worth it. And I know he was not going to be here when Quinchon Junkins would be here. You know, the, the asking price for a running back like that, we're going to see what the market is, I would assume would be around 400000 I mean, I'm just being honest. We're living in a world right now with college football where you're seeing how the sausage has always been made. And I've tried to tell you that, but it, it, it so many times it feels like that things go out of one ear or, you know, go in one ear uh, when you say something and out the other. And sometimes logic leaves the building. So with that being said, uh, we'll touch on that. Michael Morris is in Spring Hill, Louisiana. Good to have you in here with us uh, as well. Richie Evans says, from the 318-31 great West Monroe, the dynasty of high school football, West Monroe. Um, good to have you in here with us, Richie, uh, as well. Uh, Danny England Sr. says, are we, getting, are we going after Shaz Preston? Um, I have not been told either way. I've not been told yes. I've not been told no. So um, we'll see. Now, you know, could it happen? Yeah, 1,000% could happen. Is it happening? I do not know. That I do not know. So uh, going to be another information type of podcast, an opinion type of podcast uh, and show. And we'll give you everything uh, that we have here or break some of it down. <laughs> break some of it down a uh, rod is in decatur georgia good to have you in here he says let's go good to be with you or good to have you in here with us uh rod kenneth harris says he's in memphis tennessee the 901 via the 504 every time i see kenneth and he says that he you know he's he's out there in memphis i always think of my father-in-law who tragically passed um 
before it. I thought it was his time. Loved the man to death, um, Michael Trago. But um, he lived in Collierville, so Memphis, Tennessee. Stand up, Stephen Fryer. Good friends over at Fry Construction out there in Eunice. We tell you about the three three seven all the time. But if you do not know who these guys are, and you need their help, you need to call them now. Site work, land development, oil and gas service, commercial construction, aggregate and soil hauling, waste containers, demolition. They do it all. 337-457-5100. Let them know that Blake Rafino sent you on by. But Stefan's in the chat. He says, AYS loud and clear over here in the 406 area code of Montana. What are you doing in Montana, my man? What are you doing in Montana? Are you hunting without me? If you're hunting without me, Stefan, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> what are you doing in Montana without me? Ed Reader says, what about Eli Holstein coming home? Um, he says, Eric, but I know he means Eli. Uh, uh, I, because you have gotten uh aj swan and you have a quarterback committing on january the 6th i it, even if they wanted to i do not believe that they will add eli holstein before january the 6th this saturday with bryce on Un- with uh underwood committing um i do not i do not believe so at the current moment i do not believe so at the current moment john sibley butler says if blake tells me that a chicken dips stuff chicken dip stuff i look for the can beneath the chicken's wing oh i got you good little franklinton saying there good little franklinton saying you gotta love it good to have you in here john todd harris says 512 georgetown texas good to have you with us todd as well good 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 to have you in here as well all right i see this and i want to um end this one here wilk on youtube says how much for phil parker uh, there are a couple names that, unless unless told otherwise, guys, we got to stop mentioning. Number one, uh, number one is Iowa DC Phil Parker. Phil Parker has been at Iowa with Ferentz since 1999. 1999. So, for relative sake, guys. There could be a kid out there that's 25 years old, and Phil Parker has been at Iowa longer than he's been alive. 25 years is a long time. I would assume, I do not cover the Iowa Hawkeyes, I would assume there's been a lot of people that has tried to pluck away Phil Parker, and he has not left. I don't think he's leaving. Here's another one I don't think is leaving either. And look, Think in actual reality. Again, I say this all the time. Think in actual reality are two different things. I do not want to hear Phil Parker. I do not want to hear about Will Muschamp. I do not want to hear about uh, Glenn Schumann. I don't want to hear about Brad White. Those are four names. Glenn Schumann at, tech, at Georgia is not leaving. <laughs> and to be honest with you guys, he'd be an idiot too. <laughs> He is the defensive coordinator for the Georgia Bulldogs. He is the one that calls the plays. Muschamp has the title because he is Kirby Smart's trusted confidant on that staff. The most trusted. Glenn Schumann calls every defensive play for the University of Georgia. So, 
I, I, I'm just saying, man. I, I'm just saying, like, there are names that always get. What about this guy? What about that guy? There are, those are some names that you can just go ahead and scratch off your list. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Specifically, Phil Parker. Brandon Reese says, nice pickup getting Jair Brown from Ohio State. I agree. The New Orleans native did commit. We'll talk about him as well. We'll talk about him uh, as well. All right. Lots to discuss. Lots, lots, lots to discuss. But Michael Armada says, John Chavis, Mustang package, third and forever. Man, why, can I ask a question, man? Why do y'all hate John Chavis so much? I, third and Chavis, I know, has always been a thing. But I got to be honest, man. John Chavis fielded arguably the best defense in LSU's history. Um. I I I like I like Chavis, man. I, I'm not gonna poo-poo on the man. I, I really do like him. Um always was great to me uh, when I was when I was coming up and was uh, really good to one of my good friends and a guy that's been on the show uh, and Brandon Taylor. Michael Morse with a four ninety nine dollar super chat says, What time does Underwood commit tomorrow? I think it's on the sixth, uh, Michael. So on Saturday. Uh, I cut to him with commercial Right when you mention it. Yeah, I don't know why YouTube does that, man. I, I'm sorry, guys. Like, I, 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 I just don't know. Thank you for the super chat. I, let me say this. I do not know. Somebody in the chat can can tell me the time. I'll have to finalize that. I do not know. We have a, a family thing uh, this weekend. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I would have to um, get the time on that. I can do that. I can do that. I'm not I'm not specifically 100% sure I'll have to find the time on that because I'm not positive. All right, we got a lot to discuss. Who's going to be your next DC? Conrad says, John Gruden for OC. Well, I mean, the Saints did bring him in to consult with Derek Carr because Pete Carmichael couldn't do anything with him. Um, and you paid him $150 million to be your quarterback. What do I know? And Saints fans, well, not fans, Saints media constantly spin this Dennis Allen stuff. I know that they have to because he's the head coach and, you know, they, they're the media there. But come on, man. Like, come on. It, 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 it's so bad. You know, and I'm a massive Saints fan. Guys, I, look, I am not a season ticket holder at LSU. Don't need to be. But my wife is a massive Saints fan. And her tickets, her dad's tickets, when he passed, are on the 50-yard line in the bunker club or whatever they call it. And, you know, I'm a Saints season ticket holder. I don't, I'm not going to games. I, I refuse to. They're not, if they're not serious about winning, I'm not going to be serious about it either. I'll sell the damn tickets. Screw them. Screw them. Screw them. So, yeah. All right. <laughs> Just got a text from a source. Sources uh, said, I guess who's watching the show. Glad to have him in here. Uh, says Blake 430 is when he should be committing. Okay. 430 it is. 430 it is. All right. Got a lot to discuss. Everybody do us a favor by hitting the like and share. Share to all of those social media groups. Share to all of those social media pages. If you're watching us, listening to us on YouTube, like, subscribe, notification bell, wherever you listen to podcasts. 
podcast numbers are through the roof this month, man. We're in day four of January and already got a third of what we had last month in December. Obviously, probably because it is a coaching search, but everybody on the audio side, if you haven't done so already, because those Rudy Poos, um, who also are LSU media members, gave us one stars on on uh, the Apple podcast. Can you do us a favor if you hadn't done so already? Can you give us a five-star rating, five-star review, uh, wherever you listen to podcasts? We would greatly appreciate it because people suck, and they always will sometimes. All right, let's get to it. Let's talk about defensive coordinator, defensive staff, offensive staff, OC, tight end. we got lots to discuss. Let's get to it. Let's talk about our good friends over at GM, our good friends over at betonline.ag, our good friend Tyler Alexander over at LPT Realty. Don't go anywhere. We get to it next. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, events, with the first to market odds and lines. Find reviews for all the news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, college sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information for live in-game betting props and futures head on over to bet online today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet use our promo code believe 50 that's believe 50 b-l-e-a-v five zero to receive your 50 percent off welcome bonus on your first deposit that's betonline.ag betonline.ag he will sell your house and find you a new well, Tyler's the man, he's here for you. If you want to buy or sell, well, it's not too late. Dial 955-0008. Just call 955-0008. Y'all call Tyler, he'll shoot you straight. We're back. All right. Texas isn't, though. All right, we got lots to discuss. So, listen, not a lot of news today um, in reference to what a lot of people want to know in reference to who's going to be your D.C., corners, safeties, D-line coach. Here's what I'll tell you. Um, I do think that there is some validity and we said this last night, validity to uh, Blake Baker's name being thrown around in the hat for defensive coordinator. Um, What I said last night remains, but we'll say it again here. I think Blake Baker's a really good defensive coordinator. I think he's a really good coach. I think him having ties to this state and having, obviously, his wife from here, it does make a lot of sense. Does Brian Kelly want to go in that direction? We're going to find out. But I don't know if this hire at D.C., specifically if it's Blake Baker, will take long as long as maybe some believe. I think that when you have a situation where you have a guy like Baker or even if it's a guy like Lance Kedry or if it's even someone like D.J. Durkin, I don't think that this will take as long as it did with Matt House because of the simple nature of Matt House was – 
obviously with the Kansas City Chiefs when Brian Kelly hired him, had to wait to the end of the year to technically hire him after they won the Super Bowl that year. But you got to think about it from the other way, too. If Missouri, I would assume that when the story broke yesterday that Blake Baker um, was the leading candidate for the defensive coordinator job at LSU, pretty sure Eli Drinkwitz knows about it, too. I'm sure Missouri knows about it, too. Is there any kind of timeline that even Missouri would want to give Blake Baker? Because... Think about it like this. If Baker does want to come back to LSU, that means Eli's got to go find a D.C. There's always a trickle effect when somebody is hired to a program like LSU, that that means the school that they're coming from, obviously they got to fill the staffing position as well. Same would be for Lance Guidry. Now, I would tell you that Lance Guidry even has the, the Miami defensive coordinator, Miami Hurricanes defensive coordinator, has ties to this staff. And I will just be an open book. Either one of those guys for me, I'm really cool with. I think that we got to see from Blake Baker's perspective just how good of a coach he was because of what he did with Damone Clark. I think that from afar, and a guy that's even coached here at Hammond, Louisiana Louisiana at Southeastern, a guy like Lance Kidry could make a lot of sense. I think both guys do what I've really wanted the D.C. at LSU to do for a long time here is I want you to go out there and be able to recruit at a higher level than what LSU has had in the past. Now, don't get me wrong when I say this because I love Dave. I like Durante Jones. I know a lot of you don't like Bo Pelini. Bo Pelini did recruit Greg Penn, got the linebacker room, got some recruits, did some decent things, even though at the end there with Ed, it was chaotic. And what did we find out about Bo? So here's the truth, too. And I'm going to tell you a little secret. When Bo Pelini left, the defense didn't change, which pretty much means that Ed made him run that defense, even though it probably wasn't his. So I know that you hate Bo Pelini. The truth is, and what it always was, that wasn't Bo's defense. It was Ed's. The bottom line becomes, over the last, let's just say, six, seven years, and even with Matt House, you didn't have a coordinator that recruited at, really just or is known for being a good recruiter. I kind of do want a guy at that position that will come in and recruit because when you're the D.C. at LSU under Brian Kelly, guys, you got a lot of free reign. Like, if you're the D.C., you are in a situation where Brian Kelly's going to leave. I'm not going to say leave you alone, okay? But he's going to let you do your job, and you're going to have to recruit at a high level. Now, you got a lot of guys in that building like Sherman Wilson, Bobby, and others that recruit at a high level. And I do think that you're going to bring a staff in here that will – can and has shown that they can recruit I just want a DC that can go out there and do it because Dave didn't really do it well Bo didn't really do it or didn't have enough time to do it even during COVID Durante wasn't really a recruiter okay like he's an NFL guy who never has really been in a situation where he's been in recruiting 
didn't recruit at a good level, high level whatsoever. And then you had Matt Howes, who I know that LSU got some really good linebackers in this past class. Let's call what the truth is. Matt House might have had some things to do with that. He was not the catalyst in getting guys like Tylen Singleton and Xavier Atkins and Devon Keys. He, he just wasn't. Now, did he recruit them? Was he the primary guy? And you'll go see that on On3? Okay, sounds cute, but it's not really the truth. You had a lot of people and a lot of staff that were involved in that. That is what I want. Okay, regardless of who it is, I want somebody that can come in here and recruit because we haven't had that. Love Dave to death. He is the mad scientist. Think uh, somewhat to some degree, I'm not going to say worship the, the ground that the man wa- walks on, okay? I think a lo- at the end, a lot of LSU fans gave him a hard time. But Dave's an excellent coach. Doesn't recruit well. Just doesn't. You know how I know? Because look at what he's doing at Baylor. He's collapsing. And mainly that has a lot to do with him not recruiting at the level that he needs to. Loving the death, but reality is reality and facts are facts. But I do think that this Blake Baker thing, as an example, is going to come quicker than some would maybe even believe. If you're a guy like Eli Drinkwitz and that story breaks like it did yesterday, do you give Blake Baker an ultimatum? Like, hey, man, you know, we want we want to have you here, clearly. We gave you an extension. You signed the extension. We want you at Missouri. But if you're going to LSU, if you're going back to Louisiana, you got to make that decision soon because I got to go find a D.C. And I don't blame Drinkowitz for having that kind of thought process. Like, look at Eli Drinkowitz. Eli looks like a guy that wants to make a decision right now. He, like everything in order. I don't think that drink is like a guy like Brian Kelly who, hey man, the moment I, I've been in this situation before, I'm going to let things play out because I know that I can get a right guy in here. Now, what's the likelihood? I think Blake Baker, number one, is going to have to tell LSU no and maybe he will or he won't. I have no clue. But there's too much smoke on that fire. Let's see. Now, what I am hearing is this. I'm hearing that there's a real, re- a real reality around Baker, but due diligence is going to be is going to play out here. I don't think Blake Baker is the only person that they're talking to or have talked to, because. There's one thing that is for certain, and our buddy Chris Phillips over at SEC Unfiltered tweeted this uh, at us, and I gave you um, the platforms, so to speak, to answer his question and answer this question. BK's got to make this right higher because offensively, which, by the way, you still got to make an OC higher there, guys, I'm not worried about him on the offensive side of the ball. It's like... It, it, and I, I know I use this analogy a lot, but it bears repeating. What bears repeating is, is that if you're a defensive guy and you go to Alabama or even an offensive guy, you're going to run what Saban is telling you to run. 
You are going to do exactly what he tells you to do. It's the same way offensively with Brian Kelly. Guys, that is his offense. I would not be shocked if you hear within the next couple of months that the terminology never changes. Like, hey, man, I'm Joe, Mike Denbrock left, but the same. we got the same terminology. We got, you know, the same. we run the same plays. We're just adding a couple wrinkles here and there. I, I, I would not be shocked in the slightest if that's what happens. BK wants his hands on the offense. He's always going to have his hands on the offense. And, guys, quite honestly, the way that they're recruiting in 2025, the things that they're doing this past year, what you just saw Garrett Nussmeyer and that offense doing the bowl game, I'm not going to criticize you on anything that you do. Not one thing. Now, will I be a little nitpicky here and there and say, hey, you're going to have to find ways to run the ball better. You can't just line up and run inside zone all the time because if you do, you're going to get beat. Guys, let me tell you this. Name a time that you saw LSU in the running game be exotic. They were not at all the last two years with Jaden Daniels. It was inside zone, outside zone, read, zone read. That was it. You're going to have to do some different things with a quarterback who, who I'm not going to say Garrett Nussmeyer can't bail you out, but guys, you do not have the Heisman Trophy winning quarterback who on a, in a split second at the drop of a dime can take off and run for 85 godforsaken yards and score a touchdown. Oh, and by the way, the fastest quarterback literally from the miles per hour tracker that all these people come out with, oh, this guy ran 22 miles an hour. No one, no one has been at the the mile-per-hour mark fat at the quarterback position than what Jane Daniels was when he took off against Florida on the 85-yard run for the touchdown. Offensively, I'm not worried about you. There are small wrinkles you got to fix. Defensively, though, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. You can't miss on this one. And I don't. I, I think when I say due diligence, that's exactly what I'm talking about. I don't know if Brian Kelly is going to put all of his chips in the center for Blake Baker and not talk to anybody else. I, I, I don't know that. What, what have we learned from Brian Kelly in the th- which, quite honestly, in what will be the three years, or really just two years, but going into year three, what have we learned from him? He is process-oriented. He is not going to overreact to anything. You know, I, 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 I tell this story all the time, too, and I'm sorry if you're around children. I'm, I won't use any curse words or anything like that. But it's like the story of the young bull and the old bull. The young bull and the old bull are up on the hill. When they're up on the hill, they look down in the valley, and there's a whole bunch of heifers down there. And the young bull looks to the old bull and says, hey, let's run down there and, you know, fornicate with those heifers. And the old bull looks at him and says, why we're going to run? Let's walk. He, Brian Kelly is not going to overreact to anything. Now, on the field, him getting purple-faced, that's a completely different scenario. Process and detail-oriented. 
But we talked about recruiting with whoever the next DC would be. What about position coaches? Look, man. Yes. All right, hold on. Come on. Daddy's live now. Daddy's live. You ready, Pikachu? One, two, three. What's up, dude? Hey, let me ask you a question. You know more than me. You talk to more sources than I do. Who do you want as LSU's next defensive coordinator? Um, um, Eli. Eli. Eli who? Eli Comish. Eli Comish? Yeah. Who? You want your cousin as the next DC? Yeah. All right. Well, what about Blake Baker? No. Oh. Why? Because you're not my cousin. <laughs> okay. Well, can I can I put you down and, and bring up your sister? Yeah. Okay. So there's baby number one. Come here, baby number two. Hiya! This is Pikachu. This is Pikachu. All right, back up. You're hitting, knocking it over. Say hello, baby Jewel. Is this your first time live on camera? I think this is Baby Jewel's first time live on camera, Ben. This is Pikachu. Oh, your name's Pikachu? Yeah. I thought you were Spider-Man. No, I'm Pikachu. Oh, okay. Well, can you do me a favor? What? Can you take your sister and y'all walk out and let Daddy finish the show? Sure. Okay. Go with brother. All right, when y'all leave, close the door for day. When she leaves out, close the door. Okay. Go with brother. Go with brother. <laughs> Come on. Stand up. Thank you. Well, that was Baby Jewel. <laughs> I know that a lot of you know who Ben is. Um, but I think that's the first time that y'all have ever met Baby Jewel. Blonde hair, blue-eyed Baby Jewel. My wife hates when I say that, but I don't think she can hear me. Um, I have no idea where I left off. No idea. Um, Golden Boo Pod, I'm assuming this is Pooh Bear. But Pooh Bear says, hashtag ask Ben, what are your thoughts on Gibson? Ben, what's your thoughts on Gibson? He said no. <laughs> I guess he just wants his cousin as the uh, defensive coordinator. Don't blame him. He'd have an amazing source. Uh, 337 Bo with a $499 super chat says, BK interviewed Baker just three years ago and saw nothing in him. To offer him a staff job, um, and now he's the number one guy, it's kind of crazy. So let's talk on that. It's a good point. Let's talk on that. Coaching is an interesting thing. And there's a potential that not only Blake Baker would be the dude that he did it with, but Corey Raymond. I mean, Corey Raymond is a possibility that that happened. Thank you, 337, for the super chat. Um, 
I agree with that. And let me tell you something, or let me tell you the thought process that I have on, well, Blake, would you, what is your thoughts on him bringing back two guys that he ultimately let go when he came in here? He didn't know them. He didn't know them. He just went up against Blake Baker when they faced off against Missouri. He's seen him up close and personal on what he can do, the issues that he can bring. Another part of that is if and when, if or when Brian Kelly would hire those two, I do think that he shows that he will put his ego aside and do what's right or what he believes to be right to win at LSU. Right? I, I mean, would, would it not be to a place and a point where that you're just putting everything aside and you're saying, hey, man, I made a mistake. I'm bringing these guys back. I mean, college football is in a place where Bobby Petrino, who got in a wreck on a motorcycle while cheating on his wife at Arkansas, just got hired back at Arkansas under Sam Pittman as the OC there. Lane Kiffin got fired from Saban, and now it's seen, you know, y- y'all know that relationship. You, I mean, you know it. Saban has moved on from Kevin Steele and brought him back. And, and quite honestly, Brian Kelly has fired Mike Denbrock and brought him back multiple times. <laughs> He's let him go and then brought him back and it was one of the better OCs in the – it is – one of the better OCs in the country. It's not personal, man. It, it, it's not personal. Now, it does seem to be personal with a guy like Matt House. That is what it is. That is what it is. You have too many people out there. You got guys that aren't even committed here, and like recruits like Terry Bussey, who are saying good riddance to guys. Like, guys. There is a five-star DB from Texas, Timpson, Texas, and Terry Bussey, who is basically who took to social media and told Matt House to kick rocks. And, and, and you're asking, you know, that's what I would think, 337. That's what I would think. Let me do one more or talk about one more thing, too. And I probably could make this a rant, but I'm not going to, but I'm going to end this here. Can we think about something logically for a minute? Like, can, can you and I have a discussion for just one quick second about the reality of Matt House being fired? Because I continue to hear it and have the questions from you uh, about it. I have heard from you. I, I don't know where it comes from. Nor do I really care. Guys, do you really believe in your heart of heart and soul of souls that the determination behind Matt House getting fired and that buyout money coming just miraculously overnight happened after the Wisconsin game? Guys, that did not happen. Let me tell you something about the business that I'm in. Here's how the business that I am in or that I'm in works. Normally, currently, right now, 
as everybody on Facebook is hitting the like and share and sharing to all those social media pages. In my business, when there there's nothing bigger for my business from a money aspect than talking coaching searches. Nothing. Not one thing I owed them. So when you do talk about them a lot in your shows, sourced or unsourced, fact or not fact, it brings ratings. It, it, it always is going to bring ratings. Guys, we don't normally have a thousand of you in here on a given night. We just don't. We do right now because it's a coaching search. So when you bring up things like, oh, I'm hearing Matt House is staying. Oh, I, I'm hearing he's not leaving. I hear they're not moving on. I'm hearing that Bob Diaco, who did not get fired by Brian Kelly uh, this week, that he will be elevated. When you talk about that all throughout the season, it brings you views. There's a reason that we didn't say it. There was a reason why on this show, religiously, night in and night out, I basically said, Matt House has to be fired. And they have to move. There's, there was no coming back. After Ole Miss happened, there was no coming back from it. Regardless of what you hear, regardless of what, you know, your cousin Joe, twice removed, who knows a guy at LSU, tells you. I'm telling you for a fact, that did not happen. It did not happen. Deep down... I know that all of you know that. You mean to tell me that Scott Woodward, Scott Woodward, the guy who got Kim Mulkey to come here, who, by the way, they're tipping off at eight, looking forward to that game, SEC, comp, or SEC uh, play kick, gets kicked off tonight. The guy that hired Jay Johnson, the guy that was able to pull Brian Kelly away from Notre Dame, saw a video on Twitter, who, by the way, he does not have a Twitter, saw a video on Twitter and thought to himself and told Brian Kelly, hey, we have to fire Matt House. Bro, come on. Are you, guys, you have active players and recruits that you are trying to get that are actively not here, like Terry Bussey, on social media telling House to kick rocks. And, and you're trying to convince me, like you're trying to convince me that Matt House's decision was right after Wisconsin? As, now, earmuffs if you're around children. As Conor McGregor would say, I'm not going to, the word's not going to come out, but get. I, I, it, I mean, come on. <laughs> oh man we do got to get to a break um position coaches gotta talk on them too um let me do this before um we do get to position coaches and get a quick break um bob diaco was a guy that whose name has been brought up a lot um from people, you know, would he be elevated? Yeah, I, I do I see a scenario where Bob Diaco, who coached special teams and was the outside linebackers coach this year, that he would be elevated? 
Yeah, I do. And by the way, how people do not know that Bob Diaco coached outside backers and was the special teams coach is beyond me. Shows me they never paid attention at practice. But he's been a D.C. under Brian Kelly before. And could he be it again? Yeah, I do believe that he could be. Will he? I don't know. Could he be? Yeah, I think he could be. If Blake Baker wakes up tomorrow morning and says, you know, he, which he's already done this, but he sends out the tweet and, of the movie clip of Wolf of Wall Street saying with Leonardo DiCaprio saying, I'm not freaking leaving. Yeah, I, I do think that there's a scenario. If you go down a list that Bob Diaco does get elevated. I, I Could I see that? Yes. Now, I do think that Bob Diaco gets a little bit of a bad rap. Um, I think that the players love him. I think he can call plays. Um, would he be my first choice? No. Have I been told that he really wants to be the next defensive coordinator at LSU? Yeah. Will he be? I don't know. I, 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 have, I have no clue whatsoever. I know Nebraska fans and Purdue fans don't really like him. What I do know is, is that Brian Kelly entrusts him a lot. And he's been around football. He's a young-looking 50-year-old dude who has been around college football a long time. He's been a head coach. And the players really seem to like him a lot. You know, when they would – and I know this wasn't, didn't happen a lot this year, but when the team – when the guys would make plays on defense, Bob Diaco was one of the first guys they ran up to. We'll see. Let's talk about position coaches. What do I do? You know, we'll talk a little bit on OC. What are some names possibly outside of Joe Sloan um, that they could entertain? Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll touch on that uh, as well. Fire in your Super Chats. If you got a question, um, send it in there. Send in the Super Chats and we'll, we'll, we'll get to them. All right. Let's get to a quick break. Let's talk about our good friend Carol Foss over at State Farm, our good friend, um, our good friends over the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Don't go anywhere. We're back next. Guys, you might know my good friend Carol Foss and all the great service that he provides over at State Farm. He is your good neighbor after all. But did you know State Farm has surprisingly great rates as well? Along with a great neighbor service, State Farm agent Carol Foss has surprisingly great rates for everyone inside the state of Louisiana. So call him today at 985-395-4300, 985-395-4300 for all of those surprisingly great rates on auto, home, and life insurance needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there and individual premiums will vary by customer. All applicants subject to the State Farm underwriting requirements. By the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Whether you've been injured in an accident, you're preparing for a future with your estate planning, you're getting ready to close in on a real estate deal, or you're about to welcome a new addition through adoption into your family, or you're facing criminal charges, you need very experienced attorneys, and that is what the Drake Williams Law Firm will be able to do for you in navigating the legal system. The door to their cozy office in historic downtown Ponchatoula has been open since 1981. They have helped thousands and thousands of Louisiana families and individuals win cases, close on real estate deals, and regain that peace of mind. Their lawyers over at the Drake Williams Law Firm, Ernie Drake III, Ryan J. Williams, and Summer Vignair are very determined, compassionate, and dedicated to their craft. It's the Drake Williams Law Firm, 
DrakeWilliamsLawFirm.com. Give him a call today at 985-386-7600. Tell him your good friend Blake Rafino with AYS sent you on by. Otis Quinn in the Super Chat says, Jesse Minter is a BK guy. That he is. Um, thank you for the Super Chat. That he is. Now, look, I, I, I will be honest. Um, can this change? 1,000%. Jesse Minter has not come up in any conversation that I've had anybody that is in the know. Not not once. I, I do think they're waiting on Blake Baker. Um. And, and we'll see there. Would I hate Jesse Minter at LSU? No. Now, wouldn't it be funny if Jesse Minter were the next defensive coordinator at LSU? That would tell you and pretty much solidify that Brian Kelly is not going to Michigan. If you go get Michigan's defensive coordinator or, or defensive guy or defensive guy from Michigan, no, he done, will not. Jesse Minter is, if 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 memory serves me correctly, is a Michigan guy. I don't know how much sense it makes. They're playing for a national title. Maybe it does happen. Um, and he, could he be a possibility? Yes, he could be a possibility. Do I think Brian Kelly would like having someone that he knows being his next defensive coordinator? Of course he does, uh, and of course he of course he would. Um, but we'll have to wait and see on that. I don't know how much sense it makes to leave Michigan, who's playing for a national title for LSU. Um, especially from your, when you're from the Midwest. I, 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 I just don't. Now, here's an avenue that I could see it, that possibly Michigan will is going to get in a lot of trouble over this Connor Stallion stuff, the sign stealing, the recruiting violations. Stuff like that, but he's not involved in that. At least it hasn't been reported that he's involved in that. So I just don't think that Jesse Minter, excuse me, um, would be involved in that. I also had, saw somebody ask about Jeremy Pruitt. <laughs> Jeremy Pruitt ain't coming here, man. Come on. Come on. He ain't coming here. Um, would I like, would I mind Jeremy Pruitt? Actually, no, not really. I wouldn't mind Jeremy Pruitt. But, man, the dude's got show calls. He's got to be hired as an assistant, an analyst. I mean, there's so many hurdles you would have to go through uh, with Jeremy Pruitt. No, I do not think that he would uh, be a viable candidate. Let's talk about this before we get to position coaches and the offensive side of the ball. LSU got a commitment today from Jair Brown, who is a four-star corner from Ohio State has had a lot of time and had a, had some experience was uh, at Ohio State was actually the or had the most snaps as a freshman in 2022 for Ohio State and has played at a high level plays with a lot of poise uh, you know he had three pass breakups in 2022 um did not play a lot this year I saw some people say that he was injured I got f- confirmed from Jair um that he was not injured so I don't know what the situation uh, is there. But one thing is for sure, with the addition today of Jair, um, Jair Brown, LSU is doing exact, or is showing you exactly what they think that they need. They've gone out and got Jordan Gilbert from Texas A&M. They got Brown. Austin Osbury is a guy that also has committed the safety who was at Auburn. Obviously, a lot of people know who Austin Osbury is, his dad, Verge. Uh, works for LSU and is a part of the uh, uh, athletic department. 
There is one area um, that I do think that you still have to attack, regardless of who does and doesn't come back. I still think that you need some guys in the portal along the defensive line if you think that they can play. I think Jair, Jair is a really good addition. I think he's a guy that we've seen play corner at a high level for a big-time program, so it's nothing new for him. you got a guy like Jordan Gilbert who comes in, also played at U-High, who has played in the SEC and played in big moments uh, in the SEC. Was a little uh, uh, banged up this year uh, at Texas A&M. Got hurt in that Miami game. Didn't play for the rest of the year. Uh, hits the portal and comes back. Guys, they're going to continue to go in the portal for needs like this until they hit. Until they continue to get a lot of guys like they did in high school to come in here and they can recruit, develop, and make a part of their program. What I will say is this. I do think that you have a lot of bodies in that defensive room. Major Burns uh, today announced that he is coming back. Now, one thing, at least for me, and I know a lot of people have their own opinions on Major Burns, and I'm not going to sit here and tell you that you're wrong. I do think experience matters. You do have 10 safeties that more than likely, unless one of them hits the portal, will be on this team next year. They have 10 safeties on this team. 10 safeties on this team. That's a lot. That is a hell of a lot. So, I do think experience matters. I do think that a new defensive coordinator could change the perspective and development of a lot of these players that are on this team. I do think that Matt House was not reaching them. He was not able to get to them and make them play to their, their, their highest capabilities. But Brian Kelly has continued through the three years that he's been here, attacked the portal viciously to some extent of guys that are from this state that want to come home, that have played at bigger programs, that are DBs. Still believe they got to get at least one interior defensive lineman to have a decent to good rotation in there. Because, guys, Makai Wingo leaving and going to the draft – is a big deal. Maybe you get a surprise from a young guy like McKinley, uh, McKinley, uh, Don McKinley, but are you always going to bank on that freshman interior defensive lineman hit? Having guys that play as freshmen along the li uh, lines of scrimmage are not always something that you can bank on. Will Campbell and Emory Jones do not fall off on trees. That doesn't happen everywhere. Does it happen once or twice in some occasions? Yes. I will say this, and I said this two or three weeks ago, because and I threw the notes away because I was doing a little uh, uh, cleaning shop. But I, I put it back in the notes for today when Major Burns announced that he was returning. This is in the SEC. Do you want to know who, which teams that won the ACC in the last five years, in order, that had the most senior-latent teams? This year was the University of Alabama. Hmm, they won the SEC. The last two years was the University of Georgia. What did they do the previous two years? 
The year before that, in 2020, it was Alabama. Oh, well, wait, they won a national title that year, too. So, wait. Okay, so you got Alabama that was in the playoffs. You got the two-time defending national champions in, 20, in 22 and 21 who had the most senior-latent teams, and they won national titles and won the SEC. Uh, 2020, it was Alabama. Oh, and wait, in 2019, it was LSU? What's the point that I'm trying to make here? The point that I'm trying to make is I understand that your concerns when you have a bad defense and a lot of players are returning, that that might not always be a good thing. One thing that I do know, and it's not a stat that I'm just making up, it's literal fact of senior latent teams, the most senior latent teams over the last five years have won the SEC. Now, if you do go 2018, 2017, 2016, 2015, 2014, not always has that happened. But there is a trend since the transfer portal was enacted, the more senior latent teams have won the SEC. Do I think that there's a correlation there? I think that there could be. Do I think that if it, if a guy like Blake Baker does come along and does become your next DC, that he could change some things? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. And you, you know what's crazy is Oklahoma fired their defensive coordinator today, and they already have their next defensive coordinator hired. They hired Jacksonville State's Zach Alley as their next DC. Now Brent Venables is going to run that is going to run that defense, but nevertheless, yeah. Um, one super chat, the one that got away on YouTube. That's his name on YouTube. Sends a twenty dollars super chat says, sorry, I sent the comment without the Super Chat. Right now, the uh, that Ravens and Michigan's defense is like the old 46 defense, uh, and everybody wants it. The cat from Michigan is good if Blake doesn't come home. Talking about mentor. Uh, yeah, thank you for the Super Chat. Yeah, I mean, 1,000%. But what's the likelihood of that happening? I don't I don't see there being a very massive likelihood. All right. I talked about position coaches yesterday from the defensive staff. Let me do this. Go to last night's show and listen to that if you'd like because, you know, the basketball game's about to kick off. I do want to talk about offense before we leave here. Now, I will tell you, if we can, and LSU does hire some coaches – we will go live on that day that they are uh, that it is announced that are hired. So I'm saying that we won't be here tomorrow. There's a very strong chance that we could be here tomorrow doing this show. We'll just have to wait and see. The offensive side of the football, meaning who the next co- offensive coordinator will be, has vastly been overlooked, mainly due to the obvious fact that the defense stunk this year. You fired steeples cooks and house and so everybody's focus is on the defense where i don't disagree with you but brian kelly after mike denbrock left and went back to notre dame promoted cortez ankton and joe sloan i just don't know if brian kelly will move on from them now do I still think that he does his due diligence and talking and calling people before promoting them permanently in the roles that they would be in? Yes, I actually do. 
But I do think that Brian Kelly has said a lot of things in his two years. The number one thing that he's talked about the most outside of graduating champions is continuity. And I would not be shocked if Joe Sloan, along with Cortez Hankton, which pause on that for a minute, were to be announced as co-OCs. What I will tell you is, is that there is chatter about Cortez Hankton potentially being courted by other SEC programs. What I will tell you for a fact that was not reported is I know for a fact that Texas A&M was after Cortez Hankton. Know it for a fact. I actually said it three or two weeks ago, two or three weeks ago, uh, when they hired uh, Klein and were try- was trying to hire Mike Denbrock. Said that Mike Denbrock was not the only position coach that they were or coach from LSU that they were trying to hire. Just for reference, it was fully meaning Cortez Hankton. Do I think that there's a possibility if Joe Sloan were promoted permanently? that Cortez would look elsewhere? Yes. Do I think that Brian Kelly wants him to leave? No, I do not. I have said in the past that I think that it think if you're going to promote them as co-OCs together, I just don't see a scenario. Well, I do see the scenario. I just don't see how logical it is to then demote Cortez Hankton for Joe Sloan because it's kind of, it feels like a slap in the face, right? Like it feels like a a slap in the face. Like, hey man, we're just going to go ahead and give it to this guy. Thank you for whatever you're doing. I do think Cortez would leave and go somewhere else. Possibly. But I do think that you have your next signal callers offensively in that building. Whatever Brian Kelly tends to do there or wants to do there I've told you before and we'll tell you again I'm not stressing he's got to go hire a tight ends coach now one thing about hiring tight ends coaches is there's not really a lot of good ends out there now there are some that are tight end coaches but none of them really play tight end I had a buddy of mine that I played with uh at Southeastern who is a coach in the SEC been a coach in the SEC for about four years now and his first gig in the SEC was a full-time position was a tight ends coach and I remember having a conversation with his dad he's like Blake you you fat linemen have no idea what it is to be a tight end he did a good job the tight end that he had at the time I think was a second team all SEC guy he did good but he never coached that position before, but he had to take it obviously because it was the first time, um, the first time that he was offered an on-field position in the SEC. I think Slay Nagel is a guy that I'm going to keep my eyes out for, um, for that position. Let's see what happens here. Has a lot of ties to the state of Louisiana. We'll see where they go on that route. But I do think that Brian Kelly ultimately would want to hire a tight ends coach. Um, because he's a tight end guy, and you're bringing in a lot of tight ends um, to this program. Okay. Make sure I don't have any more Super Chats. Oh, we do have another Super Chat. 
Josh says, hey, Blake, sends a $4.99 Super Chat, says, hey, Blake, can a player that has already signed with a class pull out after the fact? Yes, technically he could. Um, I'm just thinking about Colin Simmons if Bo Davis comes. Uh, Josh, could he? Yes. Colin Simmons, I, in my opinion, would not leave the University of Texas to follow Bo Davis to LSU. Now, after a year, could he hit the portal? Yeah. Just don't see that happening. Um, who was the – you guys in the chat will know this. Refresh my memory. LSU had a kid that signed with LSU, and during, like, fall camp, like two or three days in, he entered the portal. Who was that? Uh, King. Mike, wasn't it Michael King? Or Daughtery, Michael Daughtery? Maybe called himself King? Whatever his name was. I, I mean, kid got here and was like, shit. I mean, and that just happened last year. Guys, the kid signed in last year's class. <laughs> I, I mean... The dude got to an SEC program and was like, hell no, to the no, 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 hell to the no. Wanted nothing to do with the SEC. Uh, Jalen Shedd was another one. God, what a name from the past. And people are in the chat saying he went to a JUCO. Uh, Chris Phillips from SEC Unfiltered says, my guy, what's happening, brother? Uh, good to have you in here with us, man. Appreciate it. Y'all got to go uh, check out Chris, SEC Unfiltered. Uh, we've had Chris on this show multiple times. We'll have him on again uh, here soon. Really looking forward to talking to him about some baseball um, as well. Uh, Pooh brings up a big one. He says, Zach Evans did it too. Zach Evans did do it. That's right. <laughs> Zach Evans, what a name from the past. God, y'all remember that Zach Evans recruitment? Jesus Christ. Bruh, I, I was pretty sure Ed Orsron sold his soul for Zach Evans. I was almost pretty positive. <laughs> oh, boy. All right, we're out of here. If there's a defensive coordinator hired tomorrow, we'll be here with you, too. Be prepared. Oh, 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 oh. Let me finish with this. No, 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 no. Yeah, I'm going to finish with it. If what happens Saturday that I think is going to happen, man... Man. I know a lot of you were upset about how the season went. Don't give up on this staff yet. Don't give up on BK. Are you pissed? Do you have the right to be pissed yet? Guys, look, you have the right to be pissed about how this season went. You 1,000% have the right to be pissed. You had one, the best offense in the country. You had the Heisman Trophy winning quarterback. 
and you probably should be playing for a national title this year. The problem with that is, okay, is that you're not, and I know it sucks. Don't give up on BK yet because if what happens on Saturday happens and you got the number one position player at running back, the number one position player at wide receiver, the number one player in the country at, and is a quarterback, yeah, man, I, I, I'm just, I just think you got to give him a little time. You know, we. it's funny because Brian Kelly and LSU has been labeled a lot of things, right? Like LSU has been labeled behind in NIL. They've been labeled, you know, lazy recruiters at times. There's so many different labels that LSU has gotten over the last two years in the Brian Kelly tenure. If you get the kid to commit on Saturday and you look at where you're at in 2025 – and recruiting, you're going to be in a position where you hadn't been in a long time through the high school recruiting ranks. With that being said, I still have my entire faith in Brian Kelly and his staff. We'll see you all tomorrow or whenever. Maybe tomorrow. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.